0: Hey everybody, what's up? It's Trem McClellan uh, with episode 55 of the Generators Podcast. What's happening? Hope you're having a great week. Um, I'm recording this introduction on Sunday, sitting here in my uh, in my uh, dining room here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, Earth. And I'll be honest, I'm sitting here with just some candlelight because I uh, I went down to the old Shoppers Drug Mart there and purchased a scented candle and uh, what is it? It's um, eucalyptus and time. And uh, I realize I'm at that age, you know, I'm at that age where I appreciate a good scented candle. And I mean, if you had told me, you know, 20 years ago that at some point I'll be buying a scented candle, not only that, We'll sniff quite a few to find the one that suits me and my needs. If you had told me that 20 years ago, I would have slapped you right in the face with your chip and pepper T-shirt. You know, that's what I would have done. I would have, I, I, I would have taken you off your fanny pack and I would have hit you upside the head with it. But here I am. Alas, it's 2020. We're all trying to find ways to cope. And for me, it's a scented candle. I'll tell you what else I did. I purchased a bag of Epsom salts for a bath. That's right. That's right. I'm a grown man who's going to start taking baths on the regular. That's where I'm at. Okay? How are you holding up? How are you coping? I'm going candles and bath. That's what I'm doing. That's right. Okay? And you want to judge me? Go ahead. Okay? But that's what I'm doing. That's my plan. That's my toolbox. All right? Candles and a bath. That's what That's what I'm at. Okay? And I, I, sh- I have no shame in it. Okay? I'm doing what I got to do to get by. We just finished our first week of work here at 22 minutes. And uh, it was jam-packed. We shot a ton of sketches. And uh, I think it was in every single sketch for the most part. Yeah, I think it was in every single one. So I don't know how many we shot. Six, seven... I don't know, Um, eight. I have no idea. It was a a bunch. It was a bunch every day, at least three a day, maybe nine. I don't know. Probably nine sketches. And uh, I got to tell you, when you've had six, seven months off, as I have, and then you go directly into two weeks quarantine where you've seen no one, getting thrust back into the old work mixer there and being around a bunch of people and you know, you, you have different meetings to go to and fittings and read throughs and you're learning lines and just being back around that many people again, man, by Friday, I was done. I was exhausted. And it's kind of like that every single season, it takes you like a week to kind of get back up to speed and get your stamina back for the speed at which we do the show. Cause we, it's, it's, it's a blazing week. Like you're going a hundred miles an hour from Monday to Friday for the most part. So, um, yeah, I was done, man, on Friday. I was just, by the time we finished, I was I was exhausted. But uh, so happy to be back to work. Um, I think all of us are. Um, you, you know, you realize right now in the world that so many folks have lost their jobs out there. People have had hours cut um, and wages cut, and as I said, lost jobs. And uh, especially folks in the uh, arts and entertainment world, you know, comedians, actors, musicians, uh writers all the folks involved in those worlds in terms of the folks who help people tour and the people who you know work in the venues that all the shows are at these people are struggling too so you know when you see all that going on and and then you just look at your own situation you know i know for myself personally i just feel grateful to be to be working again and um i appreciate everything that the the production team have done at 22 to to ensure that we have a season and that we've uh that we go about it in a safe way. So there's lots of COVID protocol obviously and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think just, yeah, grateful to be back doing what we love to do and have our little family together. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have our, our season, uh, premiere is October 6th on CBC. And, uh, I think it's going to be a spicy first one, you know, Lord knows there's been enough uh, stuff happened in the world in the last six, seven months. We'll, we'll have no shortage of stuff to talk about. And, um, so we're, yeah we're looking forward to to uh getting that first uh episode out to you guys so make sure you tune in so uh um so yeah uh i had a pretty good weekend overall met some uh, friends for some drinks and some dinner on the weekend and really enjoyed that it felt normal again felt you know i got maybe again after having two weeks of just self-quarantining and being by myself it was just i really really appreciate now like you know getting to hang out with friends and get caught up and actually have that FaceTime again so i was uh it was really really nice to do that went to a place called gahan house here in halifax really really good enjoyed the food the drinks um service was great um so a little shout out to them if uh if you're in the halifax area check that out it's just downtown there so um really enjoyed that so it was great so back to work to, again this week for us and uh as i said grateful to be back at it now setting up this episode Of uh, the Generators Podcast. My guest this week. Is a rock and roll man himself. He is none other than. Sam Roberts of the Sam Roberts Band. Um, I'm telling you right now. I'm saying pound for pound. If you have not seen. The Sam Roberts Band live. Do yourself a favor. And get yourself to that show. Okay. These guys bring it every single night. There is no phoning it in. The band is crazy tight. Sam is an awesome performer and uh, they've got a ton of hits and and they just do it live. That's That's the great thing about it, you know, they can they can just produce it live. And um, I wanted to have Sam on the show for a while and uh, luckily reached him, I think, at his home in, in Montreal and um, gave me an hour of his time. And I was so grateful for that. And uh, we get into a bunch of stuff, kind of the state of the world where things are at and uh he uh him and the band also have a new album coming out october 16th it's called all of us and i got to have a little bit of a preview of that album and i gotta tell you it's really 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 good um it's it's uh pretty nostalgic and and sam talks about why why the the lyrics and the music kind of went there and uh what his process was for 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 generating those lyrics and and the music and um he was really, really honest in this, in this, uh, chat and very vulnerable. And I, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's one of the best ones that I've done in my years of doing the podcast and, uh, um, just loved him, uh, letting, give me a peek inside of, uh, of what, how he goes about his work. And I always love the parallels between, you know, creating comedy or, you know, making a, a, a sketch or making music. I think just people's creative process to me is, uh, is always fascinating and i always learn so much from other people's processes so um it was great that he was so transparent with that but uh i really feel like this this album all of us is is like an open letter to the times that we're living in right now and if you're looking to try and make sense of uh of all that's going on i think this is this is an album that may help you do that i really really believe that um so yeah, that's um, that's coming out October 16th. I think you can already pre-order it off Sam's website. And uh, again, it's called All of Us. Fantastic album. Some really, really great songs on there. And um, yeah, I think you'll be hooked once you give it a listen. Uh, all right. Well, here's my chat with Sam Roberts. All right, Sam Roberts, you and I have both managed to navigate technology enough to figure out how this world works and uh you've already told me that your kids have bashed your clothing choices this morning is is this the new world
1: we're living in this is the new world i mean this is this is what we're living in now and uh i don't know how to make heads or tails of it to be honest with you but uh yeah you're it's kind of like it hits you right between the eyes first thing as you wake up in the morning it's like Check your phone, what's going on? Oh man, make fashion choices when you open the closet. <laughs> Equally bad news. So there's no winning right now. I
0: uh I woke I just find like I woke up one day and I was just behind the times. I don't know how that happens. Like you go from my clothing is the proper choice, my phone is the right phone, uh I'm driving the, you know, a car that's not archaic, and then you go to sleep one day and you wake up and the whole world is just past you, on the, I guess the left-hand side, and you're like, how am I now broke down on the side of the road and no one's coming to help me? That's, I feel like that pretty much every day.
1: You know what, I'm, I'm gonna go with you on this one. I'm gonna go all the way down this road with you, but I just wanna say that we've probably just cut off a huge you know, percentage of the potential listening demographic for, this, uh, for this, this conversation. So just so we know, like again, i'm I'm in, but we just lost like huge amount of listenership out there, but let's go you're right. we are behind the times, and it does, it's true it
0: does. good buddy yeah. of mine says he a good buddy of mine says when he goes into a club now or a bar, he goes, I look around and often think i'm the only person in this club with a uh, lotto tickets and Rolades in his pocket. <laughs> Oh God! Is that true? I think that might be true. Well,
1: it is true. But the <clears throat> mistake number one is going into a club or a bar. Exactly. I mean, that's where you just if you have if you're armed with Aids and a Lotto ticket, then you know just walk on by. Don't open the door. Don't be tempted. Don't don't grease the bouncer. You know. Although you don't have to grease the bouncer anymore. It's just that they're like because it's you know, this is they the guy.
0: Because It's the guy you went to high yeah, school exactly. with he's like, hey Craig, hey, yeah, you too, all right
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: um so dude, how you been doing man it's been a, it's been a couple of years since I saw you I think um the last time I saw you live was at the George Street Festival last summer, I think in St John's it was you yeah. uh you guys and the watchmen were on uh on the bill, and I think the Trues were on that as well, like it was a the crazy, like a crazy lineup
1: yeah. yeah that was a good, that was a good night it was a fantastic was night. That, and that it's venue. One my, still one of my favorite festivals in the world and just the venue itself and obviously the fact that it's in St. John's you know that uh, the energy uh, will not be in short supply for sure so that's, that's always step one but just the way, if you've never been to George Street before uh, the way there's this sort of amphitheater just built into the, the side of the, the the hill across the, the street from the, the stage, is uh, it just makes for this unique uh, but incredibly uh, energetic environment, so yeah uh we were hoping to go back i 'd go back every year if we could, but uh it wasn 't to be this year but so i 'm glad i 'm glad that 's one of our last real sort of festival uh memories from twenty nineteen anyway
0: yeah what well, 's the weird thing about it now, like even for me as a stand up comedian you think about the last time I was on stage and I didn't realize in the moment that like, Oh, you, this thing you've taken for granted for the last 16 years suddenly just goes away. And I'm like, I I think it's, it's recalibrated my brain to start taking it in more. Like every single time you get a chance to get on stage, like embrace this really. Cause you can, you can fall into an autopilot mode. You know, if you're not careful of kind of like, well, this is what I do. And this is my job. And now I realize take all that away and uh it's like oh wow it gets quiet real real quick
1: have you had that moment like since when since the world tilted what's your reflection on that for sure i think we were sort of gearing up to getting back to the you know how this conversation started but you know let's not call it getting older but just becoming more experienced uh (laughs) i think we've been thinking that way a little bit the last few years just it it sort of hits you yes you've had all these years of uh I guess repetition of a certain way of living and, and and having the opportunities to perform, but I think it started to dawn on us like, wow, we we've, we've been doing this for a long time now, and you know, let's not talk too loudly about it, and they might let us keep doing it uh, <laughs> for a while yet. You know, don't you know? Let's just sort of don't don't draw too much attention to ourselves so that nobody realizes that we're you know. Moving on, but uh, yeah. So I, I think it's kind of been creeping into our, our our mindset the last few years. Just like, wow, man, this has been um, this has been a, a, a great journey so far. But we're not ready for it to end yet, or anytime soon. Um, and then this came along, and I think it just compounded that that feeling of um, yeah i you know it's sort of it's a mix of frustration and gratitude gratitude for having been able to do it for a long time, but frustration at not knowing when when we can pick up again uh, where we left off and and uh, th- I, you know I kind of feel like it's it's not just an entertainment specific uh predicament either you know this is a this is something that no matter what you so many people have there been doing that job and counting on that job and, you know, that feeling of being, you know, depending on the w- waking up in the morning and knowing that your life has some kind of security or, you know, if not predictability attached to it. And uh, uh, I think that's been, sh- you know, something shaken up for, for everybody out there. So I think if anything, musicians and entertainers, stand-up comedians are, are used to dealing with this, Kind of life walking along the edge of a cliff all the time you yeah yes yeah. you feel like you could just fall off at any time and i felt i think we live in that mode and we're so used to being you know living under the threat of annihilation any time. somebody <laughs> just yanking the, you know just literally just saying okay thanks thank you thanks for nothing take
0: like the switch I, off and away we go like that's enough exactly that's enough. yeah
1: so i think we're oddly prepared uh sort of emotionally and psychologically for living with this kind of uh, uh, uncertainty, if anything.
0: Yeah. I, uh, it's interesting now, cause I just got to Halifax a week ago cause we start filming in you know, in a week and a week and a half. So I had to self quarantine. And it's just weird dude, like to kind of think about, cause I thought about my career, obviously like that whole world going away at one period of time, but now just this having to be in a condo And you can't go outside and just that inability to connect with people whether you're actually talking to them or just interacting with people walking by them going into a coffee shop like it just reinforced to me how much we are pack animals you know of this ability to to just feel connected to other people now shows are a great way to do that actually to be at a concert singing the lyrics to to a song all at one time i feel comedy is the same thing people laughing all at the same time it's like everyone's on that same page in that moment and for me now to just have those small things taken away, I'm like, man, I'm going into week two. And I'm like, uh, what was that? Is that someone coming in? Is that somebody who wants a conversation? Is it, no, that's okay. Did you, did you oh, want okay.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. Uh, it you know, those sort of com- moments of community, you know, or communion even uh, uh, are, are now in very short supply and everybody is retreated into their own little sort of, uh, World of you know ways of connecting, also how they're entertained. You know, so much of the time it comes down to you know what's on your yeah. You know, you're glued to your device, and again, you're you're sort of going into your own rabbit hole all the time. Whereas a concert or a show represents that thing where we all put that aside and we come together. And like you say, there's this sort of uh, there's a common vocabulary uh, for that moment Uh, and. Taking that away. And I say this as a as a musician, but also somebody who loves going to see bands play uh, and loves going to a comedy show, loves loves to be out there in the crowd, feeling that breaking down of barrier, that that sort of, yeah, just breaking down the barrier between you and me.
0: Yeah.
1: And letting go of it in a very uh sort of unconscious way is a beautiful thing about about shows and concerts. And I think that people, uh, you know, not just musicians are missing this right now, not just, you know, comedians are uh, missing this. I think people need that kind of thing. And you kind of realize you, you start to realize that you, Oh wait, we, I think uh, we play an important role Yeah. in that, you know, we, we do and, and uh, not to pat ourselves on the back necessarily, but, but it just sort of shows you that you're part of a, it's a, it's a, it's an important pursuit because yeah. you are giving people a reason to put their arm around the person next to them, and you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Share something with care about them, you know.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's that connecting with a stranger piece that people don't get as much. And the irony being, the vicious irony being, people need it now more than they ever have, and and you you can't have that moment right now, you know. And so it, there's a real cruelty to that. Um, one of the things I've done, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, is I've, uh, as a result of not being able to go outside, I guess, physically, uh, I've started to go inside more, and so it's been spending more time thinking about just my life in general and kind of auditing, you know, thought processes and all those things because I feel like we're in this world now where we've. we've we decide to go after the other and who, who is, who's the, who's the reason why my life isn't where it's supposed to be. You know, like that's this political uh, mandate that you see rising right now. And I feel like the answers are always inside. The answers are always dealing with your own shit and your own perspective and taking responsibility for your own life and your own decisions. And so I've tried to use this time to do that. I don't just mean this last week or so. I mean, like since, you know, February, March, when this all went down, it's like just go inside and try and figure out how I can be better, you know, for me and then and move forward with that. What's your, what's your thought process on that? Have you had kind of time for yourself to kind of reflect and go, everything's paused, everything's stopped. What am I doing? Who am I?
1: I, I think you might have uh, confused what you're feeling. Uh, you know, you're sort of thinking about this in terms of COVID-19, but what you're really referring to is the midlife crisis. Uh, <laughs> You're right just it was the perfect just, <laughs> yeah yeah it just so it just so happens that they happened at the same time, so now you're getting
0: uh yeah, I'm telling my friends addu- like, you, you question your life, you don't know if you've made the right decisions, I ah, that's yeah, right you you go through that at that age, don't worry about it
1: no it's like that scene in Jurassic Park where he sees the one velociraptor, but he doesn't know that the other one is on this, you know, and yeah. And uh yeah, so that's kind of what's happening right now. But no, I, I completely agree uh that this there is a there's been a, a an amount of time for self reflection uh these days. And you know, that can be a that can be a scary prospect too, but it can uh it can lead to yeah, I think it can lead to something constructive and you have to figure out a way to channel that into your work, I think, if that's what you uh know, if that's what you do and that's what you need, I think that that, again, this is, you know, I'm joking about a midlife crisis, but I'm also not joking about a midlife crisis. Because I feel like for the last few years, it's sort of, um, it's started creeping into the work. This idea, this, this introspection that I don't feel, that didn't come naturally to me before, uh, seems to be ever present now. Yeah. Uh, And there was always a way of talking about your feelings by telling stories about other things or other people. And I found that that was much more natural for me uh, to, you know, if I were to, ex- if I was trying to express something meaningful to me, it was easier to talk about it via other people. Mm-hmm. And I found that in the last few years that, that that, wasn't coming as naturally to me as anymore that, that I felt like the only honest way to say something was to actually say what I was thinking, what I was living through, and, th- and that to me is like a a pretty profound shift on a personal and a and a creative level. Um, that uh, yeah, I guess you, you know it's like like, like you're saying you, you don't really realize that this change is happening to, in, to you. It just sort of creeps up on you, and then you realize that you can't. All of a sudden, that's the only way to do it. Honestly, yep, and. Uh, I agree. So, yeah, I feel like it, it just so happens that in the midst of all this change, like you say, you throw in this global crisis, and it sort of hyper-focuses and magnifies this whole process, you know? Yeah. So And it's very hard to look out into the world today and find anything but chaos and disorder and confusion. And uh, it doesn't matter where you look. It doesn't matter what – you know, you pick a lane and you're going to find uh, – more strife and struggle than you want to see out there, especially if you're looking for uh, solace, you know, yeah. uh, in any of it. So you kind of tend to have to, yeah, like you say, look look inwards. I think
0: what the terrifying thing is for me is this, this common theme of... Uh just distrust that everyone just seems to have like you you can't you question everything now from the news to the person who said this thing what channel is he on what party is that guy with who is she like you think everyone has an agenda so there is no you're looking harder and harder for some real truths in the world and real bedrock that you can kind of latch onto and go this is this isn't going anywhere this is this is what it is, it's steady. It seems like the plates are always moving. And so people, that, that leads to so much uncertainty, I think for a lot of people, you know, and, and uh, I think there's a great segue, Sam Roberts, into the latest album. Uh, mm-hmm. All of Us out October
1: 16th, correct? That's correct. Yeah, the answer to all your problems. <laughs> <If> you... <laughs> That's Do my you... pitch. <laughs> That's what I want to be, like the, uh, you know, the little sticker that they put on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Rolling Stone magazine says, the answer to all of our problems. problems.
0: I was uh, not having a great time in life and somewhat depressed, and then I played All of Us, (laughs) and I've been smiling ever since. Thanks, Sam Roberts. Do the commercial. (laughs)
1: Perfect. All of us 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 may (laughs) come. Side effects. (laughs) Exactly. Some side effects may occur, including... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah dude i got a copy of the album from uh from your team and i i did a thing that i have not done in a long time which was not play a sam roberts song because i play your stuff pretty regularly but i listened to an album from start to finish like from the beginning to the end and i realized i'm also i'm also part of the problem you know in this world of uh listening to music like it's a potluck dinner where you're like oh, a little bit of this and i'll take a little bit of that but to sit and actually listen to an album from start to finish Was a great experience put on these headphones sat on the couch i wasn't on my phone i literally sat and just listened to it had the lyrics there as well i was like shit man i remember that's that's how i used to listen to albums as a kid you know opening up album art looking at the the inside jacket of it going along with the lyrics and you were just lost in that world um, for you know for the entirety of that album and this album i find is so cinematic in, in so many ways in the sense that when I listened to almost every song, I could see characters, I could see scenes and things. So, was that a was that a goal going into it, or were you kind of just writing yeah. and see where it went?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that. And to be quite honest, I I, I hope that that's everybody's. I know it won't be, but that's what I'd like, uh, and that's how it was made was as a was as an album. And maybe that I think these days that kind of flies in the face of uh, of convention because everything is just sort of cut up and parcelled out as little almost sound bites you know like the shorter the song the less and the more packed with information it is it's kind of like a block every song is like a mini blockbuster you know summer blockbuster now there's got to be a lot of explosions there's got to be a lot of stuff happening uh all the time because there's this fear of losing people's attention in this world where there's you know everything is coming at you on a sensory level from all sides and you you know you've got these people you can just swipe swipe that thing away you know there's no you don't have to commit to anything necessarily so but to me i i I still love the experience that you're you described perfectly which is sitting there and getting lost in uh, not just one song uh, but in songs that were made and written to be together and to tell a story that's sort of greater than its individual parts, and each song is sort of contributing to you know it doesn't necessarily have to be an overarching message, but it's a feeling that you want people to have too something to take away um, from every listen something something different and something that you feel a bit changed by and uh, so yeah this that was a challenge, I think, making this record was to make it an album um, and and again, hope or trust that some people will see that and and dive into it that way.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's, I think it's a great album. I think it, there's so much connective tissue in between each song where you, you kind of feel like you are on this this journey, kind of. And I, at times, felt like always being hopeful. And at times I went, Oh, no, I say we're all nope. and then, Oh, <laughs> wait, no, nope. oh, there's hope again, rising, oh, no, nope. what's yep. that? Like, oh, no, there it goes, there it goes. <laughs> it was like a kite in the wind, it's like, oh, it's going to crash, no, no, it's going back, it's kind it's of breeze. Yeah. It's, you know. um, yeah,
1: I think it, it, ends, it ends ultimately on a whole, uh, I think every song, every record I've ever made, I've tried to, I've never, I've always made a, a very uh, sort of intentional effort to not go out uh, in despair. Right. And this is no except to me that the um because I'm a I am uh I think a very optimistic person, you know, despite all this, you know, strife and turmoil that we've been describing in the world around us, I still feel um I still feel good about where we're going, guys. You know, it's <laughs> I'm your pilot and, uh, and some turbulence right now. a that's, that's uh, <laughs> little bumpy ride here, but I think uh uh but yeah, it's 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 something that I think I just can't, it's hardwired into me the way, you know, like maybe not just the way I write music, more, more about just how I live and how I, um, how I think. And that comes out in this, but that doesn't mean that you don't go to as dark a place as you need to go, uh, to, you know, yeah. Sometimes exercise your, your demons sometimes, uh, you try to try to hold up a mirror to the world that you know tells uh, an, uh, as honest as a story as you're capable of telling, and and all those things. But again, I, I try to find my way back from yeah. that place. Um, but uh, yeah, this record took a long time for me to write and make, um, and that's also something that's hasn't been the usual, and I don't really know the the answer for that. To be honest, I think part of it was what we were talking about earlier on. It's just um, every time I wrote all the music first um, and then, I, which sometimes has, has been the case for a few of the records because I really get into the writing of the music and the way it all sort of fits together and the way it makes me feel. And then I, I let that feeling kind of dictate what the song this the actual song lyrically will tell and then you know and then i i'll write on top of the music and then hopefully it all just kind of uh feels like one thing but i felt like this record every time i'd write words to it they would bounce right off of it and i think that it was because i kind of knew that i had to be more more upfront and more open and everything that i did that wasn't that felt false and it was like you know you've just had uh, a new you've had heart surgery you know heart transplant and you're you're taking your organ rejection uh not organ rejection non-rejection you know yeah. and it was, it was sort of uh, it felt like that every every bit of music was like just saying no that's not there you're not you're not saying uh, you're not telling the truth, you know, and, and I think because of that, I rewrote it quite a few times uh, to get to the point where I was actually, then it was like, once I did that, and then it was sort of, it was almost like the music just said, all right, you know, now you're done. There it is. There's the song. But, and I knew, I kind of knew it, you know, sitting there just every, with my notebook, scratching things out over and over again, That uh, that I wasn't going far enough with it.
0: Right. The music almost acts like a lie detector. It's, uh, (laughs) it's like, like, "Eh, no, not that one. No,
1: no, no. Yeah. It was a weird feeling. Everything felt false. Everything just just came out. Everything just felt like it was, uh, yeah, that it wasn't, it wasn't there. So, uh, and, and when, when you, when you go there and you finally like the two things come together, uh, I felt good about it. I felt I felt good about having gone through that process, you know. And also just putting yourself to the test as a as a writer sometimes and knowing that there's a, that it can be better, knowing that that, that there's a uh, again a more honest or a more musical or you know melodic way to say something that will get to the feeling that you're trying to get to um, and yeah, editing yourself in a way. I haven't done a lot of that before. A lot of times it's just like, Oh, whatever comes out, that's it. Right. Um, but just didn't feel like that was the right thing this time.
0: Um, I've always found it amazing when, when musicians make albums and songs, cause I've heard that saying, I don't know if you've heard before about uh, you don't actually finish a song or an album. You just abandon it. You know, that it just eventually, it's just like, all right, enough's enough. Stop yeah. fucking with it. <laughs> Put it out in the world and leave it alone yeah. and move on. <laughs> like, yeah. was, was there a bit of that in this in this process
1: yeah right at the end for sure it was it was right before uh, covid uh it was you know all of that was swirling in the in this sort of in the news and we knew that things were not we had actually we we're supposed to come out to st john's for a, a show and it got it was the first show that got canceled actually So we knew that things were up and there were the the rumor mills were, you know, flying. It was like, okay. Yeah. It looks like everything at the end of March is on hold, if not canceled. And we were like, shit, man, we've, we've got to get this record done now. And so it was almost like we got to not go through that process that you're describing of sort of having to, you know, pull the plug on our own project. It was like, it got done for us. Right. So it was, it was a hard stop based on, uh, Beyond our controls. That was almost like a relief, in a way, hey, to have man. to not go through that. Like, are we done? Are we done? What do you think? I don't know. Are we done? Think it can be better. Think we should go back. What was that original version? That was cooler. <laughs> we don't have time there for that, there, man. There was no. There's there. no fucking time for that. The fucking, the, I just exactly. watch no, 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 no. That's it. I just looked at the news. Yeah, we've no fucking time for another take. <laughs> that's it. We literally had to get home. Our uh, from um, we we're at this studio called Studio the wild, which I thought is like the coolest name for a studio. (laughs) And it's in Northern Quebec. Right. And we were, we were were literally in a sort of pre quarantine quarantine with the band, knowing that we had, you know, uh, we were under the gun to get this record finished. And, and it literally came down to, uh, a matter of hours, uh, that the lockdown started in Montreal and, uh, and we so we're like no that's it guys the record's done so uh, Finished. Finished. No apologies. no apologies
0: <laughs> <laughs> take it take <laughs> it as is yeah take it. take it as it is well it's funny because i've been grappling with this whole adage too of uh as someone who creates stuff that i always thought like you know framework and a border to work within was like oh man that's not why i got into this stuff so someone could put me in a box and tell me i can't do this and i can't do that and then i realized sometimes like being able to use all the colors and all the world as a canvas is a horrible, horrible yeah. like it's curse, course. right? Because you, you're like, course. yeah, put me in a, now I'm like, Jesus, somebody put me in a box just for, just for a week. So I know what the framework is and how to work within that, you know, but it allows you to focus, I think. And even, even what you're talking about, is like, no, no, I'm not giving you forever to put this thing out. Let's, let's restrict the time. And that makes decisions for you, which sometimes as an artist you need.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I actually have come to, to appreciate deadlines a great deal. You know, I find it really hard to get anything uh, started. And forget about finishing something, starting something. When you know that there's this endless expanse of time ahead of you, you know, this sort of limitless canvas. Uh, I, I'm like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I, I feel like a, a sense of urgency is is essential to the creative process. I don't mean where the ideas themselves come from. I just mean like the actual mechanics of the thing that nobody ever wants to talk about or hear people talk about, you know, when you're writing music or you're writing novels or, you know, uh stand up or anything, you know, painting that there's a there are, there's a logistical mechanical component to the whole thing that um yeah it's a big part of it too you know and and uh you you, for me having a deadline hanging over my head is is the best way to kick that into gear so so yeah I, i i appreciate that you know being under the gun
0: well i feel like you see these quite often these you know um stories about albums or a show and it's like you know Sam Roberts went into the studio on this date and when he came out all of us was born and it's like it's so dismissive of what you talked about that time between you going into the studio and this thing coming out the other end it's like yeah there was a lot of blood sweat tears swearing frustration head banging punching wall whatever it took to pull this thing out but I think there's this romantic notion of what it is to be an artist or a creator of like the muse arrived and things just floated at your fingertips and ta-da, this beautiful polished thing was formed. And I think when people believe that that's what following your passion is, I think it's a, it's a horrible myth and lie that people who haven't found their passion are looking for. They're looking for that thing that doesn't involve any effort or work and suddenly never work a day in your life. It's like, shut up. No one, I don't know anyone who's not working, doing the yeah. thing that they love. It's work, right?
1: Like. For sure. I mean, I think we're partially responsible for, for spreading that myth too, you know, in that we want people to s- think that there's this sort of mystery behind the whole thing. I do believe that there is to an extent, but you know, that, uh, that there's something inaccessible to the average person yeah. in, in writing music and uh, th- yeah there is some truth to that for sure but there's a lot of work that if you're hard working enough you can you know you yeah. can go in and figure it out we just don't want everybody to know that so that we we retain our our special status as these sort of weird you know like it's our free pass for so much of what goes on in life just oh just leave him he's a musician his head's in the clouds. You know, he's, He's, he's singing in his mind with the angels right now. Just, just you know, you know, don't, He doesn't need to mow the lawn. He doesn't need to take out the garbage. Just leave it to his uh, his muse, you know? Yeah, so That's this. why, yeah, I think we're largely responsible for the myth, for sure.
0: So I mean, you, find it, you You thought your whole life that someone was an amazing cook, and then you watched them make it one day, and you're like, this is just shake and bake? You, <laughs> you just shake the chicken in a bag and throw it? <laughs> I thought you were in here all day, just... <laughs> it's like, yeah, anyone can do it, really. It's just put the chicken in the bag, add the seasoning.
1: No one ever asked. No one ever asked. It's
0: just I kept it. the door shut all those years. It just you know, This doesn't take seven hours at all. What were you doing for the other six hours and 45 minutes? Um, it's funny, I was talking to Danny Graves from The Watchman. He was on the podcast a couple of years ago, and uh, he was talking about that very concept of preparing to do the work and how you can bullshit yourself with the preparation part of it. You know, like I'm, I got my notebook and uh, got my new MacBook <laughs> and I got my new, got to go over to Staples
1: and get the flip chart paper. Okay. And I got. <laughs> it's like, you got to write it. It's unbelievable. T- Sharpening pencils. <laughs> it's like lining them up and it becomes like this whole, like I'm right here. I've got... I'm sitting here, you know, where I know I got my notebooks right here. I got, uh, you know, everything I need. Yeah. Oh, there's even a tambourine over here. If I need, what if, you know, I better put it within arm's reach. What if I need that tambourine? And then you're like, oh, it's lunchtime. I'm just going to head up and uh, get a sandwich going. And then uh, I'll come back down and. Get started right after.
0: Yeah, tomorrow's a good day. Tomorrow's it's supposed to be rainy tomorrow, so that's a better day for me to stay inside. Yeah, gonna be a better day
1: tomorrow. We've already. (laughs) Yeah, better day
0: tomorrow. Yeah, it's exactly
1: it. It's it's, I'm I'm always so glad when I hear other people. uh, uh, It's like when you, you know, you hear other people talking about, you know, their difficulties in raising their children. Yeah, you know, and you're like, okay, I thought I was the worst parent in the world. You know, it's the same thing with writing songs. I'm always so glad to hear. The, that other people have the same capacity for procrastination. Because when you do it, like when you actually start, if I just started right now, like we get off this call, and I'm if I flicked on the thing and I actually just press record and, you know, turn the keyboard on and grab the guitar, something would happen. Yeah. You just have to allow for something to actually happen. But in order for something to happen, you actually have to do something. Right. And it's this weird, I don't know what, man, like this Crazy mental block, where you're just like, no, I, I, I just can't start today. I don't know. There's too many, you know. And uh, that—that's another reason why it takes so long to to make records because you're, you're grappling with that. Once it starts and it picks up enough momentum, then you know, the train's rolling down the track, and 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 you want to work, and the work know. starts to feed itself, and you and exactly, you feel like you you just, you have to. Um, you're just sort of trying to keep up and you're trying to listen, listen for, you know, your next cue, your next instruction. Yeah. Um, but, but we have an amazing capacity for fighting against that starting yeah. when it comes to this. And I think there's nothing, as much as I say, you know, it's nice to have a blank canvas and feel like you have all that that freedom to do whatever you want to do. Staring at a blank canvas is the most unmotivating uh, Yep. thing at the beginning and it's only when you start to throw things at it good or bad it doesn't really matter yeah uh but it's in that starting off uh that you know it's you that's where the work comes from basically
0: i find it amazing too because you've got so many examples of how you've done it already that's a thing right it's not like it's your first time doing it like you've got albums on the wall you've got i have proof that i can do this mm-hmm. and that i've done it successfully Hundreds of times, and you st- we still yeah. go back to zero and go, I don't, ah, fuck, I don't know, man. yeah, yeah, what's you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some muffins,
1: yeah, that's it. That's the only reasonable response to the way I'm feeling right now is to do some baking.
0: Make know? some muffins. Well, I'll tell you, when I listened to the album, <clears throat> there was a lot of uh trips back to childhood that I really loved, like I loved. Yeah. Ghost Town to me is like is like a puppy dog in your house you're trying to catch. It's just that it's just it's so cute, but also like I could see I could see in my head when you were talking about, you know, going back to this town and I Again, maybe this is midlife crisis you're claiming that I'm having. Is that uh, <laughs> I, I'm i predicting? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're like, Libby, are you talking about yourself, Sam Roberts? Uh, <laughs> when I go back to my hometown, I mean, I live, I'm from Cornerbrook, right? Newfoundland on the mm-hmm. on the West Coast. And, you know, you go back, the house I grew up in is gone. The street that I grew up on looks very, very different. You know, it's, it's, it is almost ghosts. It, it is almost because there's a lot of references to ghosts in the album as well. And I, I felt like, i i totally related to it all because i felt like um we when when the future and the present is insecure and uncertain we go back to to our childhood and to nostalgia because that that is that anchor that we can hold on to because we can handpick those memories that make, give us comfort almost like a blanket that makes us feel feel good i don't know if any of that makes sense how i'm how i'm describing yeah
1: this. i i think that's exactly it I, I, I and it's part of what we're talking about like when something that I didn't want to write about. Right. Like, I, 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 I haven't, I've, I've been sort of, uh, I don't know, rejecting the idea of, of uh, nostalgia as being overly sort of sentimental and not of great value to um, to me in, in an attempt to sort of, like, uh, keep your gaze focused on the future. Like, what lies ahead? What needs to be done, you know? Um, Where do we need to go? Where do I need to go? What do I need to be? You know, and, uh, and, you know, when I was talking about the music sort of rejecting the songs, it was like, no, this is coming from that place. This is about looking back. This is about allowing yourself to go back as much as you can, as much as you're always kind of grasping at vapors um, when you're trying to see the past. um, It's okay to want to spend time there. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
1: okay to look, you know, when you were talking about sort of, uh, introspection in the sort of day and age that we're living into as a, as a place that you can go, a place that you can travel to. And I, f- I feel like in the last few years, I've been looking, f- trying to look f- as far back and, and as, uh, you know, truthfully as possible into, yeah, my own, my own childhood and growing up and, the way I feel about it all, and again it's just it's so tantalizingly close, and yet you can never you can never get it and I think there's just an incredible amount of beauty and frustration in that uh, in your relationship with that where you come from and who you were and uh, um, and I think that yeah that 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 was the I think the governing. Uh, sort of motivating force of this whole record was just allowing just to I almost felt like just no just go <laughs> just go and look go yeah. see see what you see and see what you find there and uh, um, yeah it was it was uh, ultimately the, the I think the first time that I've allowed myself to go there and to write about it I go there in my own mind but I never share that with anyone. Right, i never write a song about it necessarily. and See, I think part of it I have you know, I have kids, I look at my we've uh, been doing so much uh you know just you of course, you're raising your kids, but you're also an observer, you know, you're also just sort of a witness to their their childhood, and then seeing theirs, um you kind of, yeah, you want to feel that way again. Yeah. Uh, well, or just to see the world through their eyes a little bit more. And uh, so I think in order to do that, I had to kind of go, yeah, go back.
0: Well, I think the concept too of reinvention of how we we we've all been different people throughout our lives, depending on where we are. And you you have your childhood phase, you you know, you go through your teenage years. And I think maybe that's where this comes from too, is that this is a time for reinvention for all of us right now. The world has changed, it'll never be the same as we knew it and so we're all forced to to go well, who is going who am i going to be on the other side of this and how am i going to how am i going to navigate it and and i think there is that connection to history of like looking backwards learning from what we've done in the past and then how do you take that to better inform yourself going forward so i don't know if maybe that if, if there's some connection there perhaps you know
1: yeah i i i think you're right and, and on on we can't see past this sort of barrier you know even now we'd say okay on the other side of all this but there is no other side of all this right like we're we're already living it now it's just we feel like i think it's a kind of a human instinct is to say like okay we've got this big obstacle it's this big wall and once we all figure out a way collectively or individually to get over that wall then we'll start living again right but we're living now yeah so it's like uh but I think it's yeah that's a very it's, it's that that's your optimism too shining through there like that's yeah. just how we that's how mm-hmm. we deal with these things yeah but to assume that at some point, it's like watching the news you know you watch the news every day and you're like at some point there's not going to be any news anymore, right because it's just going to all be figured out but you know but it's not it's just, it's a circle yeah. and and we live in circles we don't live in a linear uh you know on a linear plane yeah. and uh, but we have a tendency to think that we do, and that yeah. to me is an important distinction. Yeah. Um, because if you think about circles all the time, circles are that'll drive you crazy. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think the the looking back is almost just an acknowledgement of the fact that we li- that we are just, you know, yeah, we progress, but we we're progressing in cycles rather than you know up a hill or yeah you know in a straight line
0: to some new land it's funny cuz i I, uh, I started gratitude practice a couple of years ago where i i started meditating a little bit and uh, started the day with gratitude of thinking about you know from the big things to the small things and i listened to uh warchest last night and the second song mm-hmm. on the album and i and i it's that line without love where would we be and i and in the song you're just listing all these small things that we should all be taking in and i was like yeah, that that's that right there. That's that ability to kind of appreciate those small things and take them in and not skip over them. Like I think we've been moving at such a clip that we just slow stuff down and and, and take that in. Is that where that came from for you in terms of that process of just can we just slow stuff down and appreciate the little things?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've ever said thank you in a song before, right. you know, and uh, t- yeah. I didn't write that song during COVID, but I think the world was already, like, if you look back at the world in January or December of last year, we already felt like we were at this crazy tipping point, you know. There was already enough Armageddon material uh, to feel like we're literally at the crux of human existence, you know, or at least heading towards it. And then we throw, are <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah? There's <laughs> some gasoline on that fire. exactly you thought we were at the limit you know but i think (laughs) but i think a lot of these songs were written uh, in that frame of mind too and and you can have a lot of responses to that kind of feeling of uh desperation and and gratitude is usually pretty far down the list yeah but that was just something that you know sometimes that's that has to be your response to uh to this is you know let's 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 point out the good things let's let's focus on them and, and spend as much of our energy um if not trying to relive them and bring them into our lives more often again at least just being yeah being thankful for them and uh uh so the whole idea of a war chest you know, sort of putting it aside for a, a time when we when we really need that yeah, when, when, when you have to dig, when you have to dig really deep to find something uh, to live for and uh, something to make you want to keep going. Yeah, know, well, I think now more
0: than ever, we need that because you're right. I, I had to take a little bit of a break off social media and, and you know, you, you start your day, you open up your phone. And it's just darkness, darkness, darkness. And I was like, I'm letting in all this shit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to start letting in some good stuff. And so that might be a hot cup of coffee in the morning or a great Mm -hmm. conversation with a friend or sunrise, but like, I got to start looking, actively looking for the good things because otherwise you calibrate your brain the other way to just take in all this negativity and it's North Korea, it's Trump, it's, you know, it's, it's just endless, endless things. And, uh, if you don't start filtering what goes in there, I think you, you change as a person. You change your perspective on the world changes. So for me, it was just just trying to to armor up a little bit and go. I got I to recalibrate this thing. I got I got to change the Brita filter in this. Uh, in
1: this just I just you know we have lead, we have lead here in Rancho so uh, we, we got uh, <laughs> got a new Brita filter for. Yeah. But a social media Brita filter is not a bad idea for sure. You know, I, you, you were talking before about. Uh, Way, the way things are in the world today. And like, it's hard to remember a time when there were so many things going on at once that were so crucial. And yet there was, there's so much negativity. Uh, I don't remember, maybe the negativities are always existed out there, but it didn't have a voice. It didn't have this kind of cheap and easy voice anyway, <laughs> even the really negative people had to work hard to sort of, uh, you know, create gangs and stuff, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah. gangs of negativity who would go out and you know but now it's just so easy to just, you know, fire off and 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 I I do wonder sometimes this is all going into the realm of the purely hypothetical, obviously, but you know, that if if all of this is just sort of uh, a result of, of the ease with which we can lean on that part ourselves that is negative that does always tend to see the you know the dark side and the, that that um, sort of allowing xenophobic can you know all these things that are sort of in in our in our system giving you know such a free and easy platform to all of that and a voice to all of that in a way that it's never had or it's never uh it's in human history you know it's always had to become a far more institutionalized thing in order to to find shape mm-hmm. you know and uh and now it's just like there's just venom everywhere you look so i, I don't know you can look at it two two way you could look at it a bunch of ways but one is that we need to shut that down and go back to a place where there's just uh, a little bit more uh, i don't know respect and decorum in the way we deal with each other and, and sort of fighting back that instinct to say that, to fire off that sh- little shot. That's so easy. It costs you nothing. There's no repercussion, basically, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there's just a death by a thousand cuts that way. That's how I feel about it. Unless the other side of it is that this is like herd immunity for, for negativity. And if we just get it all out there right now, you know in 20 years we're going to be these super beings of enlightenment uh and maybe this is the way forward you know we just like we're just flushing out the system right now and we're going to be like levitating and walking through you know uh pee and all kinds of crazy shit and floating in, in, around i don't know That's exactly just photos so this is my social media uh theory for uh, for the day <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Um, When you, I was. I'm reading a book about the the Tragically Hip and their their amazing career. It's funny. When I first got into the entertainment business, I, I don't know. You're younger and you think you you have all these tangible goals you want to achieve and do this thing and do that thing. And then the longer I was in it, the more I realized that. It's just, it's just continuing to have a career is what this is what the goal is. Is just to be able to get up every day yeah. and create and make the stuff you want to make. And I yeah. think it's, that's part of a midlife crisis, perhaps, as you would say. And I owe you for this session afterwards, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I. Do you? am yeah, look- branching out, Adam. You know, I'm branching out. <laughs> but do you? Do you look at it that way too? Of like, like you said earlier about. Just getting up every day and being able to do this for a living and be able to make music and for you to make music with your friends and do it on your terms like when did you realize that that was the, i'm assuming that's what you've realized is the goal maybe you haven't but if, if so when did you realize that for you
1: you know again full like, uh, the whole idea of de-romanticizing all of these ideas is kind of might be bad for a business ultimately but i do feel like <laughs> In the, in the pursuit of an honest conversation, that absolutely. I mean, I think we realize that I, when you're starting out, you're so uh, hell bent on getting a foot in the door that that is your end game. In a way, it's just sort of how can I get a break? You don't contemplate what that break represents in terms of you know anything that lies beyond um, that first. Opportunity. You have no idea, you put no thought into how you're going to navigate those waters when you find yourself sort of salient in them. And I think after that, you know, initiation, you realize that the rest of your uh, career is, you know, about keeping it going. And I mean that in the sense that you then compromise all of your artistic values and all of that. I just mean that um, you have to have the kind of work ethic. You have to have a thick skin You and stubbornness and all these other things um, that I think you need for a lot of different career paths as well uh, to fight for your place in the landscape obviously if you make good music or good art, that's going to help, but it's usually not enough. It's not enough to sort of keep you. um, Yeah. There's a lot of, there's competition out there. There's camaraderie and competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and, And you have to be able to sort of know when it's time for the one thing and know when it's time to kind of dig your heels in and create some space for yourself. And these are all the things that, that you kind of, yeah, you just don't think about it before. Um, and, and so, the, you know, to say, oh, well, we're just trying to continue our career, it's just like, but what goes into that is this tooth and nail fight on a daily basis. So it's never boring. It's never just sort of like towing the line. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I think it is, it's more, it feels like it's more on the life or death uh, part of the spectrum. And I think you have to be comfortable Living in that, that mindset and, and also knowing that being there is where you can find energy and, and inspiration from for, your, yeah. f- for the, the art that you're supposed to be yeah. making to fuel the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, my, my ultimate objective and or my definition of success for sure is to say 10 years from now, you and I are sitting down having a conversation. And uh, oh, you know, st- still at it, and then yeah. ten years beyond that, and and to throw another layer onto that, it would be and still having something to say, yeah. Because it's no guarantee that you just don't run out of juice, yeah. You know, that you just that the what who says the well is this infinitely deep? Uh, you know, yeah, resource, and I don't know, and every time you stare at that blank page or canvas you wonder if you've tried how do i know that i haven't already drank the last drop yeah i just don't know and so every song is in every song begins with a moment of uh self-doubt yeah and and then it's like okay no it's still there and then you and then you go and then you're back on your sort of that other horse, where you're you're just letting your instincts sort of take you along, but there's always that moment, it's just like I don't know, I don't know, you know, what's yeah. left in the tank.
0: It's amazing. I'm trying to think about this Maya Angelou quote, uh, Angelou quote about creativity is a is a muscle that gets stronger the more you use it. You know, because I I felt like that too. Uh, about, like, I remember writing my first stand up hour, and I thought, like, Man, I, I don't know if I have anything left. That was like 15 years ago, 16 years ago. You know, you're like, Well, that was every idea I've ever had. Okay. So, well, that was a good <laughs> run. Take care, everybody. And just fucked off. You know, so I, I yeah. and then you're right, you have to go back to the well. And I think maybe that's where the fear comes from of like, Should I put this bucket down in the well? What if it's, what if it's just gravel? What if I, I pull it up? And so it's that faith of putting the bucket back down the well. Like, ooh, is that a splash? Did I did I hear some water? A little bit of water. It's, I think it's And then
1: there's some ripples. And yeah, instead of sand or whatever. And yeah, yeah. I think it is a muscle for sure. And yeah. and part of the career aspect is that you are able to keep that muscle from atrophying. Yeah. Um, and again, it comes, back to, uh, it comes back to invention through necessity rather than just being struck by lightning all the time and I've, I've, I've become much more sort of comfortable with that idea of punching the clock as a songwriter. yeah, or p- punching the clock as a performer. It doesn't take away from the magic of the moment, necessarily when, when it happens, um, but the discipline part of it, and I think uh, you know, you hear a lot of authors talking about how they they follow the same routine every single morning. They get up, they have their coffee, they, get up, they read the newspaper. At nine fifty nine, they head down to their uh, their writing desk, and they don't they turn off the phone. They come up for you know lunch at midday or whatever it is, and there's this, this there's a structure to their creativity. And it doesn't mean that anything they write between 10 and 12 is going to necessarily make the cut, but it's in the process of, like you say, exercising that muscle uh, that you give yourself the chance to write something good. Yeah. And know, that's up. what I feel like you're doing when you just sit, show up and do something. And again, you're going to scrap a lot of it. But you're, if you don't do that, then you, you haven't even given yourself the opportunity to so
0: yeah i agree all right dude uh getting ready to wrap this up uh all of us the album out october 16th i think you can pre-order it now i do believe
1: right off your off your site i think Uh, yes Um, those technologically savvy folks out there you can pre-order this
0: (laughs) get onto your commodore 64s everybody and (laughs) purchase a copy of sam roberts album um it uh it's fantastic, man. It was really good. I loved listening to it from start to finish and uh, we'll be playing it uh, thoroughly. I'm sure over the next bunch of months, I think it's, I thought about it earlier today as like, it's almost like an open letter to the times right now that we're in I really feel like it's like if you were to just sit down with a pen and paper and go dear world, it's, it's like that kind of a letter to it. What do you want people to, to get out of this album?
1: Uh, uh, well, like we were talking about before, ultimately I hope, uh, you know, Hope and optimism, uh, but also putting aside your fear to to look into yourself to find uh, to find a way forward. You know, and 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 for me again, it was a, it was largely about en- enjoying for the first time uh, going back into my past and spending spending time with those with those memories and moments, and 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 feeling. Feeling recharged uh, from having gone there. And I think, you know, I think hopefully, you know, everybody can benefit from that kind of thing through the music and just through themselves, too.
0: Yeah, I hear you. All right, dude. Thanks so much, man. Great catching up with you. It's been
1: a pleasure, man. Really good talking to you. And uh, yes, be well out there. And you see as you well. Say hi I to the whole was- gang there, too.
0: I will, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see you live again real soon. Looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. See right, you here. Cheers, man. All right, later. Sure. Yeah, see
0: ya. That's it. That's my chat with uh, Sam Roberts. And uh, man, that was a good one. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, I owe Sam uh, some money for that uh, counseling. Uh, <laughs> the counseling that he gave me there in that. And so I got to send that check off to him real soon there. But um, yeah, pick up that album when you can download that thing. However, you can get it October 16th, make sure you pay for it. Okay. You know, wouldn't that be nice? You know, somehow uh, October 16th, the album again, it's called all of us. And uh, as I said, I think it'll, uh, it's just what you need to get you through these times right now. It's uh, there's some, some, some great, great music on there. Um, thanks to all the folks who have been listening and subscribing to the Generators podcast. Um, a lot of great feedback from the, uh, from last episode, the Matt staging episode. And uh, thanks to all you folks who are subscribing and and sharing, um, info about the podcast. I really appreciate it. we got more episodes coming for you. Um, again, big thanks to Sam Roberts again for, uh, for this week's uh, chat and, uh, for you wherever you are. Uh, I hope you're well, and, uh, I hope you have a fantastic week. And uh, I'll see you next week on Generate Podcast.